Thank you for joining us on a Morally Podcast with Tony May. Morally Podcast is purpose-built for America. Through our military veterans and military supporters, we show that the values and qualities that built this country, such as service, sacrifice, respect, and faith, are not dead. A Morally Podcast builds community so individuals can improve their community. Welcome to this week's Immoral Elite Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Main, and I am excited to have on this week, Nick Devlin. Nick, you've got, you've started your own company. You're doing executive leadership coaching, right? right? And you want people to live their adventures. Tell me, tell me about how you came up with, with that as a concept. Yeah. So, you know, it's really largely based on my own life story, right? I, I spent four years with the 75th Ranger Regiment as an enlisted guy and, uh, you know, deployed to combat multiple times. And when I got out, I was, I was still searching for how I could be of service, how I could be uh, a leader. And, uh, you know, a few, through a few zigs and zags that we may, may cover here, um, ended up becoming a life coach. Well, tell, tell me about that, a life coach. So yeah. what's, because I originally said executive coach, what's kind of the difference between executive coach, a life coach, a leadership consultant? Well, you know, it's kind of up to up to you as the coach to put whatever title you want on it. I kind of refer to myself as a transformational life coach. So I do happen to coach a lot of executives, but I'm not solely focused on executives. And more and more, I'm actually turning my attention to the veteran population as well. Uh, but a life coach essentially is someone that can help you play bigger and better in your life. Right. And so it's sort of the wild west in terms of certifications and backgrounds and most life coaches specialize in a certain area. Um, but largely a life coach will help you play your life better and perform better in your life. And you specifically say that you want to assist people in, in living their adventures, right? Yeah. So that's kind of yeah. like that outdoors theme. Where, yeah. where is, where is that kind of rooted for you personally? Yeah. Well, you know, for me, I've always been, bold. I've always been adventurous. You know, I've always loved the outdoors. Um, you know, that was sort of the same energy that drew me to Ranger Regiment, right? It was this kind of like bold, courageous, hey, let's get out there and let's really get after it. Um, and that's kind of how I've always approached life. So even beyond the military, that's how I've continued to live. And, you know, that's, they say your vibe attracts your tribe, right? So this is the life I want to live. I'm also looking for fellow, you know, humans who are uh, who have this sort of spirit of adventure or maybe want to have the spirit of adventure, right? Where I got stuck coming out of the military is I didn't know where to turn. I didn't know how to implement this new identity, this new reality. And I found myself being really stuck And that my life was anything but adventurous. It was all about work. It wasn't about relationships. You know, things were just kind of falling apart around me. And what I realized uh, in my own journey is that it was because I wasn't paying attention to those things that lit me up, those things that made me who I was. Um, and I really wasn't going after what I really wanted. I was just kind of going through the motions, you know, and following the the shoulds and the external expectations around me. Um, and it led to me just having this increasing sense of deadness inside. So once I was able to identify, oh, that's what's missing, then I turned it around and said, I got to live my life with more intention and then, you know, step by step, that led to me becoming a coach and really turning around and sharing this message. Uh, like I said, especially with professionals, you know, with veterans, uh, with those those humans that are built to lead and they're doing it, they're getting after it, but they're missing something. 
right? And in their heart, there's this thing that they want to create or multiple things. Uh, that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to help them, you know, dive into that, get clear and really start pulling the adventure back into their life. And, and you, you've said humans a few times, right? And it's yeah. not about pronouns. And I'm sure that's not why you yeah. do it. But we actually talked beforehand about the word, a little bit of humility. Like it seems yeah. as if that's understanding that folks might need a coach or this might be a benefit because humans are by nature imperfect. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Humans are imperfect. This life is imperfect. This world is imperfect. Right. And so that's the condition, right? In regiment or in the military, we always talk about task condition and standards. Like, Hey, that's a condition. You're not going to change that. Right. So there's an opportunity to embrace that and still be able to create amazing things and thrive and have the life you want to have. Uh, just knowing that, yeah, you're, you're imperfect. All right. So I want to talk through Nick, something that we, we like to do here and it's passions, purpose, and faith. And so what that might look like in terms of passions, what, what you enjoy, how that's kind of changed over time, purpose in terms of because of the work that you're doing, the effect you may be having. And then what, what are you kind of rooted in and in, in some principles? Some, for some people, that looks like organized religion. For some yeah. people, it's just like an understanding of nature, right? So we'll talk yeah. about those. So let, let's start off first with like passion. Is your passion for people, is that the same that it's always been? Has that evolved over time? Did it grow because of service? Talk to us a little bit about your passion. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a great question. And passion is one of those things. It's such a big idea, and, along with purpose too, right? It's hard, for, it's hard to grasp that sometimes, right? So there's a lot of really cool ways to look at, like, where's the evidence to show you what is your passion, right? Essentially, it's whatever lights you up. You know, that's the simplest way to talk about it. So you can reflect and say, hey, when were the times of my life where I was I felt really alive? You know, and for me, once I did a lot of that uh, reflection and studying and then observation in the moment and moving forward in my life, it was it was the outdoors. It was helping people. Right. I, my professional career before the military and like you sort of alluded to, um, I was in the corporate world. I was a professional up until about 29 years old when I joined the military. Uh, GWAT was well underway. And um, it's throughout all the different roles that I had from, you know, being in punk bands to being an engineer to being, a, uh, you know, a corporate leader. The thing that really resonated with me in all those roles was helping people and processes get better. Right. Um, and then even when I looked at my personal relationships with friends and, you know, anytime they were struggling with something in their life, I, I always took the approach like, Hey, if this isn't working, change it. You know, like you, you, you have some agency here. If this relationship isn't making you happy, leave it, you know, change it, do it, you know? And so it took me a long time though, cause I've, you know, I've got a really good ranger mindset and I realized I had that most of my life too. Um, you know, I just drive ahead and I don't really take the time to look and say like, what, what, is what are those important things? You know, what are the sort of habits and routines and things that I've always done? But that really, yeah, my passion is really for helping people you know, live a better life, live a more expansive experience, a richer experience. You know, this maybe ties back to the last piece that we'll talk about, but, you know, we get to live this life once. And maybe you believe that you come back, you know, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong, but this experience happens once. You get 70, 80, 90 years, right? Make it count. You know, so that's that's really where my passion comes from. 
No, I, I love it. And usually that's something that comes with time. And you had mentioned, right, you're a little uh, older than, than, than the average bear when you, <laughs> you got to uh, Ranger Regiment. Like, I believe 29 years old, yeah. you've experienced the civ civilian world. What yeah. was that like? And what was what happened in your experiences? Did you feel like it, it validated or made you see a type of humanity that you would you wanted to continue to go in that direction or what was it like just as a more mature adult with more life experiences coming into a very structured organization? Yeah. Well, so there's, there's a lot of different ways to answer that, you know, coming into the military at 29, um, I, I was at this point in my life where I was like, I've been doing all these things. I'm not super happy. I'm not really fulfilled. Um, I feel like I need to be part of something bigger. I always had a huge respect for the military. You know, my grandfather was in the Pacific Theater, uh, 1st Marine Division, World War II. Um, and then my dad had a bunch of friends who were in Vietnam. And, you know, so I just always really admired that. And a um, series of events that it just it didn't happen after high school, then it didn't happen after college. And finally, I thought, I, if, if I'm going to do this, I got to do it. You know, I'm almost 30 years old. And, um, you know, there's kind of an interesting series of events wrapped up in that decision but uh, joining at 29 years old i found it really easy i mean i was in good shape so the physical stuff didn't bother me i i was a gym rat you know i loved i loved all the physical stuff and then the mental stuff i just went into it i just knew okay you know embrace the suck it's going to be hard they're going to try to mess with me mentally um so when it came i wasn't surprised and i also had had so many experiences in my life already sort of building that mental capacity and mental resiliency um, that it didn't bother me. And I kind of looked at these, you know, 17, 18 year old kids, which I got huge respect for because I don't think I would have made it at that age <laughs> all the way to regiment. Um, but looking at them like, wow, they're really struggling with this. Um, and just having that life experience allowed me to, to really embrace it all and, and not struggle that much. Um, we, we had mentioned your passion, you know, yeah. showing, showing people. And so when I look at you, kind of like your purpose, like, do you, do you enjoy being that conduit, right? Do you enjoy oh, yeah. being that, that, that spark that gets people from A to Z or, you know, across whatever that bridge that exists for them? Oh, hundred percent. It's the most rewarding thing that I've ever done. And, you know, my big dream is to uplift humanity and expand freedom through transformational experiences, right? And, and I, I do that in a conversation. I consider that a transformational adventure, uh, group experiences, being out in nature. And, you know, I lead some live events um, out in nature in the mountains and the woods. And, you know, and so all of those are, are potentially transformational adventures. And um, yeah, I love it. It's, you know, it's part of who I am. Uh, I've done a bunch of different assessments, you know, and my strengths are always something like maximizer, you know, amplifier, um, you know, being able to see strategic stuff and, and be observant and be present. And uh, yeah, there's nothing more rewarding than being able to help someone just say, oh, aha, like that's the thing, and then help them get after it. So without giving away all of the secret sauce, right? Without, by the way, just catch up on a thousand islands dressing like we already know what the secret yeah. sauce is. Like. <laughs> so without giving away all the secret sauce about how you, you know, run your 
run your business and you know what what makes you different yeah. um, well, what do you generally see with people like well, what what are what are the the common like light switches that that people just kind of need to you know that are amplified when someone else points out to them or, or gets them to understand about themselves yeah you know it, it depends on where they are in the path of, of personal development and stuff like that but some of the most common stuff is uh when you start to in, introduce the idea of looking at things as an observer without judgment, you know, people start to realize, wow, I'm really beating myself up like all the time with that voice in my head, you know, saying I'm not good enough, saying I should be doing this. Like, and, and once you start, you just pause and go, well, hang on a second. Is that the message? Do you agree with that? You know, is that what you want to keep playing or do you want to maybe make a new tape? Um, you know, that, that can be really profound uh, just this, the idea that there are these limiting beliefs and that you get to choose and kind of rewrite, you know, that tape that's in your head. Um, right. and do you think the outdoors helps them see that too? I, how many yeah. folks are, are, you, are you talking with like, aren't outdoorsy? Does that amplify your results or is it just that healing nature of being outdoors? Yeah. I mean, being outside and, and even, even if we're indoors, but we're getting into the physical body, right? Some, I've done some events at rock climbing gyms, um, it's definitely amplified when you're outside hiking a mountain trail or, you know, doing some activities outside. Uh, but it's just, it just kind of gets you out of your head, gets you out of your routine, out of the office, right away from the screen, away from your phone. Uh, especially when you're with other people who are exploring this stuff together. Yeah. Nature just amplifies it. You know, there's something about just being, out. I mean, you know, when was the last time you went outside and you know, like just went for a walk, you go in the woods and it's like, Oh, right everything kind of slows down a little bit. You know, the air feels cleaner. You start to think, oh, maybe those things that are really bothering me aren't that big of a deal. You know, and it makes it easier to access the deeper space um, of, hey, what do you really want to do? What's on your heart? What's on your mind? You know, let's, uh, let's explore that. I love it, Nick, because at the end of the day, there, we've been around for, for a few thousand years, up to millions of years, depending on what you believe, billions of years, whatever you believe. Yeah. So... Right. There are some things that are now science. Right. And being outside <laughs> is good for you. You oh, may yeah. not like it, but to say it's not good for you is scientifically incorrect. So That's it right. makes sense that you want to take people outside. So I want to get kind of move to like the third piece of our uh, of our triangle here and, 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 and kind, of, kind of faith. Right. Yeah. So what was it about your upbringing? I mean, I, I know you've experienced things through work, being in the military, you know, taking that life leap at 29, going to first Ranger Battalion, deploying multiple times, pretty much getting out of the military, what you were hoping to get out of it. And yep. then, you know, really fostering your entrepreneurial spirit of many things that led you to this, this point. So what, what, what's your anchor? What's yeah. your anchor? Yeah, it's, I do have a deep faith and it's evolved over time. You know, I was raised Christian and then I kind of rejected it, you know, high school, college and, and a few years after, uh, came back to it in combat. You know, I mean, I forget who's, who's credited with saying there's no atheists in a foxhole, right? But I mean, you're just, you're just forced to kind of question, all right, where, where do I stand here? And not everybody lands the same place. That's fine. Um, at this point, you know, I have a very broad spiritual um, understanding of the world. So I embrace all sorts of different messages. Um, there's still sort of a core, you know, Christianity or, or biblical uh, belief, but I allow for a lot of flexibility within that. Um, 
you know, because I think there's the understanding of the beyond the afterlife, the spiritual world is way beyond our, our human understanding. And, um, and so, you know, I embrace all of that. One thing I just can't really get on board with is, is atheism because I look at this world and I'm just like, there's, there's something, you know, <laughs> maybe there's, there's, you can't maybe, just quit. You can't yeah, say it's too that hard. That can't just say it's not right. There's, yeah. Maybe there's quantum physics or, you know, I don't know, right. There's things that we don't, we don't know yet. Like you said, you know, beliefs become science eventually. Um, but uh, yeah, that's where I stand. And that really, it really does get me through uh, the hard stuff. You know, I just go, wow, you know, this is beyond my capacity, beyond my human strength. Uh, and yet somehow I'm still here and it's still happening. And then when I really open to see, you know, uh, and be open to receiving uh, support and wisdom and all that kind of stuff from the universe, from God, uh, it shows up, you know, it shows up and then it's actionable. And so that's that's where I stand. It's uh, it's a really powerful partnership. You know that that helps. So tell me this, Nick. And so, how how does that either affect or um, maybe it's a two parter? How does how does that affect, or what do you then see in the clients? Is is faith something, right? Something that's generally getting rooted out of uh, uh, general conversation because we want to be very careful when when we uh, when, when we talk about it. But how does that play in either your coaching in terms of at least being aware? of what your client's kind of faith background is. Can you, can you learn a yeah. lot from that? Is it more revealing? Like, does it prove the science that your faith kind of follows your actions? Yeah, I, I think, you know, just in my limited experience in coaching, again, you know, really only about three years, um, I, what I see is that the people, at least that come into my sphere, have some kind of faith, uh, some kind of faith. Um, and I think it's it's really hard to to separate this big dream in your heart from some kind of higher power, right? So um, that that's that's what I tend to see is that people at least are like cool with the idea of some kind of higher power, some kind of collective consciousness, some kind of you know super mind that is uh, is is a tool for us to be able to tap into and you know have a have a dialogue with, right? And, in, in the terminology that, that is most comfortable for me is prayer and meditation. Right? As you, so you pray to kind of ask for things or put intentions out there. And then meditation is a way to receive some of the whispers, you know, back. Um, and that's, yeah, again, it's sort of a vibe attracts your tribe thing maybe, but that's, that's who I tend to tend to attract or people that are open to those ideas. Well, and that's very interesting, right? Because we're, you know, personally, I'm someone who believes in any type of coaching, mentoring, the idea of learning from others who've been there, walked in the shoes, have the knowledge, right? That, yeah. that's, a, that's a thing, right? Yeah. That's, that's generally why family is important. If you look at like the concept of family, if you got a good solid family, theoretically, you're getting it in house. It doesn't always happen and that's okay. That's right. Yeah. But it's interesting that the folks you attract have it. So do you, are, so you find, right, when people want to take that extra step in performance, they're already, there's something there telling them that they can be more. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And they, they may not have the language for it yet. And that's one of the things sure. that I help, you know, I help kind of suss out. But um, yeah, there's something, there's a desire to, to live life bigger, to create something uh, and share it with the world. 
And it tends to be something that's in the name of service, right? Uplifting humanity, helping others. Um, and um, yeah, and they, they realize it's like, it's not coming just from me. All right, Nick, let's, so let's say somebody wants to do, do this coaching thing, right? Yeah. Leadership coaching, executive coaching, however you want, you want to look at it. Yeah. But what's the commitment, right? Because generally we're, we're wired to look for, you know, that quick fix. You know, yeah. that, that, that feel good vibe. Like that's probably the, the reason our society is kind of in the condition it is a little bit with how we deal with our finances and relationships. Yep. So like, what's that commitment look like this? Is this like a couple, three sessions and the world opens your eyes or is this like a relationship? How, how, how do you kind of run your program? Yeah, it's, it's more of a relationship. It tends to take a little bit of time to really make a sustainable change, right? I mean, you can have a, you have a huge breakthrough in one session. You could have, you know, a 30 minute session and go, oh my God, right? Um, but in terms of like implementation and actually creating something that's gonna be sustainable, uh, at least three months, that's sort of a human season, right? If you look at like the four seasons of the year and, you know, three months tends to be like, hey, we can really sprint, we can get a lot done in three months. Um, uh, I, have, I have clients that are, signed up for three months, I have them signed up for six months, and I have them signed up for a year. Um, and I actually have some that have signed up for a second year. So it kind of depends on what are we trying to create here. Um, I'll be pretty upfront in the beginning with, hey, this is how long I think it's going to take for you to achieve what you want to achieve. Um, 90 days of coaching is never a bad idea. If you're unsure of like, I don't know if I want to do six months or a year, I don't know if this thing is real. You know, in 90 days, you're going to you're going to make significant progress towards your goals. Uh, you're going to get a lot of clarity, a lot of awareness um, uh, about, you know, where you're headed. And um, so that's a great kind of starter uh, season. If you're if you're unsure, or if you've never had a life coach before, uh, it's, it's a great place to start. If you feel comfortable doing it, Nick, of course, you know, not not betraying any trust in your clients, but. Could you give us a, a vignette or two of people yeah. that you've worked with and kind of like how may, maybe um, mirror the differences in, in a couple different people and how the services helped, but where they came from maybe to you and from different places? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's I love talking about this stuff. I have I had a a former naval commander that I just uh, I just coached for three months, and she in the time we were together, she started a nonprofit, Rugged Warrior Healing Coalition. Uh, she launched an anthology uh, project, right, with co-authors, um, and and she made some big choices that helped her steer, you know, in the right direction and, and avoid a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of extra friction, a lot of extra uh, effort, honestly. So, um, you know, and, and she was like, she was so grateful that in that 90 days she was able to do this. Um, and that's what I'm talking about it being super rewarding, right? I mean, she came and she was in that first session. We, you know, we had, we had a breakthrough, like I talked about, sometimes you can have that first breakthrough and it, it was, it was a behavior pattern of hers having come from the military as, you know, a pretty, pretty high level leader, um, that was really stunting her and her ability to achieve what she wanted to achieve. It was just, you know, just that approach was really messing with her relationships. And so as an observer, as someone who, really cares, you know, and, and is sort of outside of her normal sphere. I was just able to call out a couple things and she went, whoa, oh yeah, I see how that's jamming me up, you know? So that was really cool. Uh, I have a, 
another client who is a vice president at a healthcare marketing company. And what we uncovered in the first few months uh, of coaching with her was that she, she was setting herself on fire, right. To get things done, metaphorically speaking, but you know, that was her pattern. It was like, and, and here she is, she's, you know, she had, she had risen through the ranks in, in corporate pretty quickly, but she was still stuck in this like boots on the ground mentality. And this, I see that, you know, she was not military, although she was raised by a military family. So it makes sense. But I see this a lot with veterans, you know, is that they're just, they're so action oriented that as they rise in leadership, they, you know, they need help shifting their perspective and like, hey, how do I get things done in a more effective way? Um, and how do I live the way that I want to live? Right. So she was, she was like I was years ago. She had sacrificed so many things in her own personal life and she was just, charging through all the walls to get things done, which actually was hamstringing her team. You know, it was, it, it was a whole, a whole thing that we sort of untangled, but after a few months, you know, she said, wow, I really, I feel like myself again. You know, she was really coming alive. She was this very playful, uh, very creative, you know, very social person, but had let the, all that stuff sort of, uh, you know, die out in the name of, you know, achieving at work. So, um, you know, those are just a couple stories of, you know, clients that I've had that have had some really huge results and then things start to happen too. that. Like, it, it's really cool. This is where I say, Hey, this is the universe, you know, supporting you and your big dream. It's like, she got a huge equity grant at our company out of the blue, right? The, the this, you know, the former Naval commander, um, raised like more money than she had ever raised at one of her nonprofit events within the first couple months of the nonprofit even being you know a thing and um so it's, it's just really cool to see that stuff happen as people speak their dream and live into it and and play bigger as i was listening to those two examples nick what i think i also heard and i want to you know turn a turn an assumption into a fact here so what i think i heard is you know a, a senior naval uh officer and then an, a vice president how often where do they get candor, candorful um, conversation from that's more than that's business related, but it's yeah. more than just bit like where, where do, where do they find that? You know, where's their yeah. cohort of, of the willing. It's, it's very rare. It's very rare. That's one of the most powerful things, you know, ways that I can show up as a coach and, and, you know, and then the cool thing is, you know, I, I'm, trained you know i'm a professional life coach i have all sorts of tools and techniques but what really helps the most is that i have lived a bold life right i mean you, there's no way you can't you can't buy the experience that comes from four combat tours you know as a member of one of the most elite forces in the world right you, can, you can't buy the experience that comes from like living through the experiences of my clients now you know of grinding it out of really experiencing that suffering and then finding a way out, you know, so being able to show up and go, Hey, I got you. Like, I understand what you're dealing with and I know how to get out of here. You know, and we're going to, we're going to build your map because they're always individualized. You know, we're going to build your map to what you want to create. Um, you know, so yeah, it's really, it's really an awesome opportunity. I'm super grateful that I get to do what I do every day. Right. So for folks who want to invest in themselves, let's, let's take a moment. Like, where do we best contact you if you want to learn more about about what you do? Yeah, I mean, you can find me on Facebook, find me on LinkedIn, um, you know, 
reach out to Tony. Um, I have a website, nickdevlincoaching.com, which is a great place to start as well. And you can contact me through there. There's some, there's some cool resources and information on there. Um, you're going to, you're going to be hearing more about me. I'm, I'm really making a big visibility play this year, uh, to get out and spread the message. But, um, yeah, I'm here. Reach out. I would love to, love to connect. Well, Nick, thank you for your time today. Very much appreciated, Ranger buddy. We hope you have a great rest of the summer. We look forward to having you back on and hearing more stories of, of what you learned and the successes you've had. Yeah, I appreciate you, Tony. All right, take care. And we also want to let you know that we're doing some nonprofit work around here as well at Ranger for Life. So Atlanta Braves Hall of Famer Dale Murphy will be here in Columbus, Georgia, the home of the Rangers, Friday, September 30th for a benefit for our Ranger Outreach Center. Ranger for Life is happy to put this on. You can contact us at info at rangerforlife.com for your tables or for sponsorship details. Once again, Friday, September 30th, the day before the Mogadishu Mile 5K in Columbus, Georgia. And then we're continuing our eight-week transition course. So happy to graduate another cohort of Rangers coming up this week. And then our next course, still open for registration, free for all Rangers, starts on July 19th. You can go to rangerforlife.com backslash transition to learn more. So I thank Nick Devon once again for coming on. What an ambassador of the 75th Ranger Regiment and spending his experiences and life work helping others. That's what it's all about. We look forward to seeing you next week on a More Elite Podcast. Until then, like Dad said, leave it better than you found it. We hope you enjoyed a More Elite Podcast with Tony May, and we appreciate your viewership. If you'd like to hear more from Tony or one of his guests, you can view or listen to past episodes at TonyMain.Podbean.com. Until next time, be a community builder for America.